Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Tattoo. And again, no specific topic that they wanted me to cover. So today I'm going to cover the insane idea of living apart together. This is the latest demographic scheme that I believe is being cooked up to enslave men further by the state as well as women. And this is the term that's being talked about in Britain as well as many other countries. And it's about couples that have an intimate relationship but have separate addresses and live apart. But obviously it applies all over the world. And the government in Britain estimates that 10% of all couples in that country are together but living apart in separate residences. And other Western countries estimate that 6-9% to of couples live apart in their own countries. And I even found an article up here in Canada talking about this particular issue. And I'm putting it in the description below. What good are couples that live apart? They don't sign marriage contracts that can later be used against the men that sign them. And when two people don't live together, then common law doesn't apply to them either. Governments and lawyers want couples fighting each other in courts for assets, because the more they do this, the more the government collects in tax revenues as well as legal fees. And the more the judges get paid, and the more the real estate agents make money and pay tax once family estates are liquidated and sold off. Here in Canada, a married couple can only have one piece of real estate that's considered the matrimonial home, and therefore it can be sold tax-free. But if a couple doesn't marry and they live apart, then they have two tax-free homes that can be liquidated, and no one has to pay the capital gains taxes on either of the properties. And the gynocentric government here in Canada has pushed men away from marriage, then away from cohabitation, and now towards a lifestyle where they live apart from their partners. And now this way of living is hurting the government, so the government wants to classify this as a new way of life so that it can be taxed. First, the government punishes men by stacking divorce laws against them. Then the government punishes common-law couples the same way. Now I fear that they're going to look at ways to punish couples that are dating and having sex but are not living together. These types of couples have already spent their money on two residences, and two of everything in these particular homes. Two sofa sets, two sets of cleaning supplies, etc. Yet the money that's being spent doesn't appear to be enough for the greedy gynocentric rulers. And relationships where the couples don't see each other all the time last longer, and couples are usually happier. And that's been my experience over the last 15 years in two long-term relationships. It was only once I started moving in with my ex-girlfriends that things started to go downhill. They had spent so much time on their own that they didn't know how to function as a team or actual couple, and were still expressing their individualism in a selfish way at my expense, instead of us working together. If the government tries to qualify living apart couples under the law, how exactly are they supposed to do this? If you're dating someone for a few months, will the government consider you in a common-law marriage? Will there be some new form of relationship tax, and if you want to be in a relationship, will you have to apply for some sort of relationship license? I know another YouTuber named Louis Marco is planning on dating someone in Quebec, where he lives. And in Quebec, Canada, there is no common-law, as they still use practices found in the old French legal system. So he could live with a woman, and she wouldn't be entitled to any of his money if they broke up and were living together longer than a couple of years. And still, if he starts dating somebody, he's already planned to make sure that they have their own place, and he has his. 
Any self-respecting man would not put himself in a position where he was vulnerable enough where the woman could destroy everything that he's worked for. And I found that the greatest thing a woman can destroy while living with you is your free spirit as well as your sanity. And that's what happened to me. In both relationships, my sanity was tested, and so I decided to leave. And the reason I bring all of this up is because almost all of us men going our own way don't want relationships, yet some of us do. But we don't want to get married and do things the conventional way. And we certainly don't want to go back to traditionalism. And we want other men to abandon the insanity of these types of systems as well, or maybe form something better. And in some ways, living apart is the answer because it allows a man to be in a relationship where at least the man gets to keep his property rights because he has a separate residence. You can see the government's dilemma. The government wants people living apart at first, but they want us to get married and only after the courts have taken most of our wealth is it then acceptable for us to divorce and have separate residences. Even the term living apart together is absolutely ridiculous. And it reminds me of the name of a band called Fat Boy Slim. How can a person be both fat and skinny at the same time? Only a fat woman thinks that she's fat and fabulous at the same time. And how can a couple be together yet apart at the same time? Western governments have gotten so crazy that they'll do whatever it takes to keep the judges and lawyers fed in their nations. And this all kind of reminds me of a situation in Greece where the government started using Google Earth to see if people had pools in their backyards so that they could go out and collect the extra income from taxing people that didn't declare that they built pools in their backyards. As people get smarter and smarter at figuring out ways around government legislation, the government has to impose even more draconian laws. And then there's also the issue of couples that live apart and have children. What happens then? Do children get equal access to both parents? And can women in such a case go to court and use children as blackmail material for child support, even if they were never married, and basically make the same amount of money? The second article in the description below is called Happily Married with Children, but Living Apart. And the article itself is a bunch of fluff, but the comment section down below is filled with women using shaming language and reverse psychology. After all, if living apart becomes increasingly popular, it's women in the government that will lose their wealth and influence. And men will get to keep theirs instead of handing it over against their will. Here's what one of the female commenters named Eva says. I think it's odd, but to each their own which basically means, this isn't normal, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And I'd imagine that most women don't want this to be an option going forward for men. They don't want men to assume that they can get all the sex and companionship they want without marrying them. But there are enough wealthy guys out there that are willing to live like this, and live together while living apart. And so therefore, it'll become socially acceptable. Louis Marco makes six figures, and drives a BMW. And if he decides to date a woman and says that the only way he will date her is if she has a place of her own, then she'll probably have to play ball if she wants to get access to some of his resources. She knows she won't get as much as she would if she married him, but at the same time, something is better than nothing. My question to all the MGTOWs out there is, are you a MGTOW if you're in a relationship where you're living apart together? You're not married and there's no cohabitation. Would this be considered the ideal situation for men that desire female company, but want to protect themselves as much as possible from the law and gynocentrism? I'd love to hear what everyone else has to say about this particular topic. And do you guys think that the government will eventually clamp down on couples that are simply dating, or couples that are living apart together, as it's classified? Will someone out there try and implement a law attacking male rights simply because they choose to date and have a girlfriend? In the next few days, I'm going to talk about the Rape by Fraud bill that was introduced in New Jersey. It's insane to think that if such a law passes, a man could be considered a rapist simply because he lied to a woman before he slept with her. If he tells her that he owns a house on the beach to make himself appear more wealthy, but at the same time he doesn't have that house, 
then he could be classified by the law as a rapist. And the state of New Jersey in the United States is tabling a bill that would make a man a rapist if he's a liar. And if such a law is implemented, how long do you think before the government forces people to get date licenses or some other document that proves that a man can get his dick wet so long as the government wants him to? I doubt that this New Jersey law will come to pass, but it's interesting to analyze nonetheless. The state has destroyed men in divorce courts to make itself wealthy and create a source of revenue for the judges and the lawyers. Now that income stream is starting to dry up as less than 50% of people in our society are no longer married. So now the governments in the West will start looking at other laws to bring them money. New laws squeeze us more and more because people follow the old laws and make sure they don't break them, and they become smarter and avoid things that are basically taxing them. So the state constantly needs to implement new laws which people haven't figured out yet to take money from the citizenry. It's not about what's right and wrong, it's about what brings money to the state. You might think that I'm actually crazy for thinking the government will try to implement a dating license. I thought I was crazy too until I watched a video that I'm putting in the description below. The video is called, Should Teen Dating Be Treated Like Driving, Including a License? And Lisa Jander compares dating to driving and reckless driving with what she calls reckless dating because she thinks kids are more worried about losing their cell phones than losing their virginity. She would impose fines for parents when teen dating goes awry. But her license to date initiative doesn't go that far at this point. She wants to find parents if their teens get pregnant. Lisa Jander also says that in the 1930s, driver's education and licenses were introduced because of people and because they were getting into car accidents, and now young people are getting into dating accidents. As people smarten up, the government will cook up as many new laws as possible to keep the prison populations growing. And they will also find new ways to tax people and take away their money that they've earned hard their entire lives, especially men. This whole business of getting a dating license, what if it's something that only applies to men and boys? All I know is that when a government starts keeping track of how many people are dating yet living apart, they're basically trying to turn it into a demographic. And once they turn it into a demographic, they will probably try and exploit it. Many of you don't know this, but police officers often get bonuses for the number of people they arrest, and in some jurisdictions for the number of convictions those arrests receive. And so the more stupid laws there are on the books, the more rich lawyers, judges, and cops will become. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again to Tattoo from Finland for his donation. And thank you everyone else for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.